friends, and welcome to another episode of All the Things TV, where we tackle full living and goal getting with the grace and gifts God gives. I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, and today I brought back Joanna Deegan from Growing Home Together. Joanna, thank you so much for being with me. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we had an amazing part one, and so if you didn't get to hear it, y'all, you need to go back and hear it, where we're talking about raising our children and helping them through mental health struggles. So let me tell you a little bit about Joanna and why she is an everyday expert in this, um, in this because she is a mom of five. If you're a mom of five, there's gonna be struggles. Um, her and her husband of 25 years um, have written books and resources and their, their ministry and business purpose, Growing Home Together, is about joining families and their faith and helping to empower and encourage and inspire them along the way. So no, we are not counselors. Um, we are moms on a mission to help our children live full lives no matter what is thrown their way. So um, let's just continue the conversation. Um, if you have, we're talking about kids and mental health struggles. So Joanna, I know um, some of your children, it's it hit different ways. In part one, we talked about nature versus nurture, how um, some of it is, is genetic, some of it is situational, um, but all of it needs God. <laughs> all, all of it needs God. Um, so, can you kind of share with us some of the support that you and your family has had along the way or your children have had to help them in their healing process? For sure. Um, one thing we tried to do even since they were young was just to make it really normal to talk about mental health as a family. Mm. And even if I was going through something difficult, to just be able to say out loud, I'm having a hard time and name our feelings as much as we can. And so, one thing that's really um, encouraging me to me now that our girls are in their upper teens and young adult life is they take initiative about their own mental health mm -hmm. and they can say, I really think that I need to see someone and talk to them. And they've even come to me and asked me about medication. And I used to be the kind of mom that, that couldn't even fathom putting my child on a medication, but um, it has its place. And I had to learn that. And then we didn't get a chance to talk about it during our first conversation, but our youngest child um, has um, been adopted out of the foster care system. And pretty much any child who has come through the foster care system has experienced some level of trauma. And so with him especially, I've learned that whole expression, it takes a village, has proven true. He does need support at school um, to help him stay regulated. He does need therapy. You know, we have a very close relationship with his pediatrician. So if things are starting to move off center, she's right there and ready to help us figure out what he might need. Um, so really, um, I've been thrilled to discover all the kinds of help that are available to our kids and kind of try them on one by one and see what's a good fit. That's amazing. Yeah, it takes a village, right? So you've found team, a team. For yeah, call it wraparound care. It's kind of the expression. Wow. So he has a pediatrician and a therapist and um, staff at school and his family at home and even even people from our church who just love him like he's their own. He's got um, kind of unofficial aunts and uncles who pray for him faithfully and and just love him wherever he is. So um, that's been really rewarding to me as a parent. That's so 
sweet. Um, I know mental health has a connotation. It has a negative connotation and it should not. <laughs> you know, I even, I'm the mom that, you know, I will take my kids out of school. We'll do, dip, we have different traditions. We'll take them out of school and do a family day or things like that. And I'll write the note that says, please excuse Trinity and Salo Baker for a mental health day. Uh -huh. and I always, I'm like, if they're going to excuse it, great. If not, I'm still going to put that, you know, right. hoping that it's excused. But right. so if you're listening, school, you can excuse it because mental health is really important. Yes. Uh, but how do you describe mental health, maybe with using those terms or without using those terms? So like when you're, as your kids were growing up, would you actually use the term mental health or how would you go about that? No, um, it was more, are you able to put a word to your feeling? Or do you have an emotion that is coming between you and that thing that you really want to do? You know, or are you having a struggle with an emotion that is affecting your ability to have a close and happy relationship with somebody? You know, it's kind of, are your emotions working for you or are they working against you, right? And then what are you going to do with your big feeling once it happens? How, how can you cope with it? Because it's sort of a tough blend of giving yourself permission to feel, but also not giving it power over you. So there's a whole bunch of life skills tangled up in there. It's yep. a complicated thing. It, it really is. It really is. And at the heart of it, you know, God gave us emotions. Right. You mm -hmm. help us on the journey and help us in life. But right. the problem is like, it's okay to be frustrated. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be angry. Like the word says, in your anger, do not sin. Right. So it's, it's how we use those emotions, how they play out. Like you said, what does that emotion cause us to do or not do? Right. And that, and how long are we sitting in that emotion? Right. Are we and letting it rule and reign us? Um, I, I love that. I love all that you're saying. And this is so good, not just for our kids, but for adults, like the way you put it, every adult needs to hear that. Um, because we are spirit, soul, and body and our, our mental health is just as important as our spiritual health and our physical health. Um, and so I love that you had, I'm not sure if it was in this episode or the last one where you said, now that your kids are adults, I think it was this one where you said, now they know how to speak up and how they know how to act in a way and make decisions in a way that helps to foster mental health. Right. And I'm really grateful because I mean, I think it's an everybody's struggle. I was looking at some statistics and I think 30% of our kids have some kind of issue with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And 20% of girls in 2017 had a major depressive episode. And I don't even know what those numbers would look like now, coming through COVID, coming through all of the grief that we're experiencing over racism. It has been a tough go. Yes, yes, it has. And, you know, sadly, as those struggles grow, you know, our kids act out in suicidal tendencies and mm -hmm. cutting and addict, you know, um, eating disorders and addictions right. and, and, and it plays out um, and grows if we don't, you know, don't catch it early right. enough. Mm -hmm. um, it just layer upon layer. So it's so, it's so important for us to be talking about this and to be sharing in that it's okay, you know, and letting our kids know it's okay to be sad and it's okay mm -hmm. to feel. Um, I, I love this. 
Um, so as parents, what can we do to encourage mental health and wholeness? Right. Um, I think you've alluded to it. It is an emotional and physical and spiritual matter. Um, from the emotional side, the best thing that I can give my kids is really me. <laughs> That's kind of all I can give and just to be present. Um, I know um, just a couple of weeks ago, it was the middle of the night and my daughter <clears throat> needed me to just lay down next to her in the middle of the night and hold her because she was crying and her words to me, it broke my heart. She said, it feels like the world is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There were riots in our city. It did feel like the world was coming to an end in that evening, right? And she needed me to pray over her and just be there and let her feel what she was and know that she wasn't alone. So I think being present is really huge. And, and it's hard too, though, don't you think? Because when our kids are struggling, they tend to go away, right? Yeah. And if they don't have the reserves inside themselves to move toward us, then we have to move toward them, whether we feel invited or not sometimes to just be there. That's so good and so true. So good. Well, um, I know with this, this show, we talk a lot about the grace of God and the, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Um, Love, joy, peace, patience. I mean, these are what we want for our kids, right? This, that's what we want for their, their mental health. Um, is there a, a, a fruit of the spirit that, that you're partial to or that you cling to the most? Um, I would have to say it's that love hopes all things when the fruit of the spirit is love. Love hopes all things. Love does not give up hope for our kids. Um, especially if our child has had a struggle that has gone on for even years, or you see them take two steps forward and, and one right back, it can be hard to hang in there and think that our kids are actually going to have victory, right? Mm -hmm. And God's like, no, my love never gave up on you. So when you love your child, don't ever give up on them and don't give up on God because God can do more than you can ask or imagine for your child. And he is a healer. And yeah. he does meet our kids right where they are. So Rob and I, um, I guess, have, with each child, learned more and more a sense of our limitations as parents. But boy, we learned to pray. I mean, we just pray these kids up and over and over and over, just put them in God's hands. Because God does move through our prayers, and he'll do things you never saw coming. And he'll bring help you never saw coming. Mm. So, that would, that's where we find a lot of our peace and our confidence. I love that. And, you know, sometimes as, as uh, go-getters and people who are on a mission, right. um, we want the answers. Mm -hmm. And our faith journey, a lot of times, we don't get all the answers on a nice silver platter that we would like. Yes. And, and it does, um, you know, the, the most we can do and the least we can do is pray. Right. And so even when you're in that place, where you're like, God, I don't know what to do. And your heart just hurts for your kids. And you wish that they didn't have to go through that and feel that, um, you know, I'm thinking even back when, um, one of our girls was, was young, we had, we had moved. So we had the move. Um, she used to sleep in a room with her sister, <laughs> loved to sleep with her sister and was getting used to, you know, big girl bed by herself. Right. Um, and she was having night terrors Oh. and you know, this went on and on. And I am somebody that needs sleep. Like I can tackle the world 
but I have to tackle the world with sleep. <laughs> and so there were nights over and over again where she would just come out and she's like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And you know, we would pray for her and things like that. And at one point I just started getting frustrated. I'm like, just go to sleep, like close your eyes and go to sleep. Horrible, right? Horrible, horrible mother. And the Lord, and when I was praying about it, the Lord just convicted me. He said, this is not about her sleeping. This is about you teaching her how to handle her emotions. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. And I was like, okay, yes. Thank you, Lord. And I got to see it differently and realized it wasn't about us. It wasn't about me sleeping. It wasn't about her sleeping. It was teaching her as a four-year-old, how to change the picture in her brain. Right. You know, um, she loves TV. And so I was like, when you get these pictures in your brain, we need to think of a happy picture. Mm -hmm. And we taught her the verse, God has not given us, me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Mm -hmm. um, so we did some practical and spiritual things mm -hmm. along the lines of teaching her how to change her thoughts, right. stand on the word, Right. And take the authority that the Lord's given her that she did. Yes, she needed mom and dad, but she didn't need mom and dad. Do you know what I mean? It's teaching them how with the support of their parents and their heavenly father, how they can do and they can speak. And so we, you know, practical things. We got a um, Build-A-Bear and okay. my husband and I recorded a prayer and you know how you can do voice recording? We recorded a prayer and scripture. So anytime she wanted us, she could play that bear and hold on to it. We had healing scriptures on a CD. This was back when we used CDs, right? Um, just playing real softly at night, just to the atmosphere, uh, atmosphere of the word and truth. And, and it was a process. Like, I would love to say that it happened like that, mm -hmm. but it did work, but it took consistency. It took wisdom. Right. And it took the practical and the spiritual together yes. to help her, um, so I think even if we can even see things from a, an eternal, spiritual, mm -hmm. lifelong, you know, we're raising adults. Right. That's true. And I love that your adult, you know, your young adult children are now able um, to identify what they need and, mm -hmm. and, and walk that out, not feel shame or guilt, mm -hmm. uh, but to just do it. Well, I love what you said because... Um, you're right. Our goal isn't just that we want mentally healthy children. Our goal is that we have children with the mind of Christ, mm -hmm. whose minds have been transformed by the spirit, which just is a whole other level, right? Yes. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would, that's on your heart or that you would like to share or speak to the mamas out there? You know, I think when our kids struggle, sometimes our first tendency is to blame ourselves, mm. right? Like if I had been more supportive or more understanding or protected mm. them better or had more knowledge, then my child wouldn't be going through this valley. Mm. And I sure had to wrestle with that. Like one of my girls, she did struggle with a pretty significant eating disorder. And I just beat myself up. Like, how did I miss it? I live with this girl. I adore her. How did I miss it for so long? And I think that if we get stuck there, um, it is very distracting from being present with our kids and taking next steps. I think we do have to 
receive God's grace for ourselves first mm -hmm. and allow God to heal us either at the same time or before we can really help facilitate our kids healing. So the same grace that we trust for our kids, for God to give to our kids and pour into them, he wants to pour that into you too. Mm, amen. Amen. That's so good. And, and in doing that, we're modeling to our kids how to do that, how right. that they don't have to stay stuck or live in guilt or um, shame and that they can move on to, um, and every day, like one of our favorite verses over here are his mercies are new every morning. Yes. So great is his faithfulness. Yes. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joanna. Oh, I, we could do this every week, I think probably <laughs> and not run out of things to talk about, but I so appreciate you and Rob and, and what you're doing and how you're just loving your family well and teaching others to do the same. Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of All the Things TV. I'm Tiffany Jo Baker, helping you fuel and fulfill your faith journey through the ups and the downs with small wins, simple strategies, and successful relationships. Now go do all the things that God's created you to do with the grace and the gifts he's given you.